why has that woman in the playground got it together? How is it she can get there with her hair looking fabulous? She's even got lippy on and, you know, but what we don't know is five minutes beforehand, she was just trying to get the kids in the car. Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello and welcome back to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast in episode number 47 with the wonderful Claire Morgan Hughes, a former nurse who's now turned her attentions to the health and wellness community. Claire is a mum of two who knows exactly what it's like for busy mums to live a healthy life while still looking after a family, a husband, kids. I mean, every time I speak to Claire, she's always taking her kids off to rugby matches or more often than not, she's going to a swimming pool to, to watch them in a competition. She's a very, very busy lady, not to mention running her own woman on a mission business as well. And trying to juggle everything is really, really hard. But this is what enables Claire to work with her clients and share some amazing information on the next two episodes of this podcast to help every lady, and not just ladies, but men as well, to live a healthy life whilst living a busy life. So over the last few weeks of the podcast, particularly the last two with Jem Wilson, we've talked a lot about the struggles of health coaches, okay? It's not all rosy, it's not all wonderful that you might see the, the beautiful Instagram pictures and the wonderful Facebook posts. It's not all that shiny and new. We do have our own problems, we have our own anxieties, our own insecurities, we have our own health issues. And when I first met Claire, and when we first sat down to record this podcast, Claire wasn't in the best place. She was at a position where her business was going through a change and she had a lot of fears about changing. She had a lot of anxiety about it, mainly about how it was going to impact her current clients and would they be able to get used to the change of going away from the physical training that she was doing to a more online-based coaching role. And she was very, very concerned whether her clients would like the new format. And this made things very stressful for Claire at this time. Like I said, she's she's trying to look after the kids. She's got a relationship to look after. She's trying to look after herself as well now as transitioning from one coaching principle to another. But as tough as this was for Claire, it's very, very interesting how this has helped her probably even more help her clients. And we talk about it a lot in this first part of the podcast that so many of us want to be happy, but we'll always think we'll be happy when we get to point B or point C or, or to point Z. You know, there's always when I get this new car, when when I have the children, when I have the relationship I want, when my business is earning such and such an amount of money. Claire quite openly says here that that's almost a back to front way of thinking. First of all, we need to be happy. Then these other things get brought into our life. We attract the things that we want into our life. And when we've got room for things in our life as well. So being happy now with the life we've got and enjoying the things we've got in our life is so fundamental for all our future happiness. If we chase a dream, we chase, which we should do, we should all have dreams and ambitions and, and beliefs, but we also need to be happy with what we've got now. If I'm only going to be happy when I get to a certain point, then when I get to that point, I'm never going to be happy. I'm only then going to be happy when I get to the following point and the following point. Happiness only really begins to grow in your life and develop when you're happy with your current situation. 
And Claire is very honest with that in this program, how she trains her clients, how she helps her clients to find that love with themselves, to find the happiness within and to start to take care of themselves. Now, a lot of ladies particularly think that looking after yourself is a very selfish thing to do. You've got the kids to look after. You've got your husband to give time to. You've got a job and maybe you've got a second job. You've got to find time for your family and and your social media and, and your emails from work. It's never ending, but you have to find time for yourself. And so many of us think that that's a selfish thing to do. But you have to learn to pick and choose what you bring into your life and what you give energy to. You have to find time for yourself first and foremost, so you can then give to everyone else. It's it's an old saying and one you've probably heard a million times that you cannot pour from an empty cup. And it is so, so true. You have to find time to develop yourself, to grow yourself, to love yourself and be happy yourself before you can give time to anyone else. Because if you don't do that, the time you're giving to other people, say your family, your friends, is not 100% you. You're not giving them the best version of you. If you want to have quality time with with couples and in relationships and with your family and your work colleagues, you have to give the quality time to yourself first to enable you to give that to the other people around you. Does that make sense? In this episode, Claire uses a fantastic analogy of a dog catching a ball. You know, you cannot catch everything. Everything... Every time someone gives you something, you can't just say yes all the time. You have to pick and choose what's right. And I use my dog for an example here. If I throw him a tennis ball two or three times, he'll catch it two or three times. I throw it a fourth time and he thinks, do you know what? I don't want to get that. You threw that ball, you go and fetch it. And he chooses not to catch it. But so many of us just catch every ball that comes to us. It's a fantastic analogy, one I've never heard before, but as soon as Claire said that, I was thinking about my own dog and thinking about about the choices he makes. You know, he doesn't choose to do every single thing I tell him. He picks and chooses what he wants to do, and that's what we should do as humans. We're so used nowadays to doing everything that life throws at us, and we just get burnt out. And if you listen to my previous episode with Jen, Jen Wilson, you'll know that both myself and Jen have got to that stage where we've just tried to do far too much, not give ourselves enough self-care, and we've burnt out and crashed as a result. So you believe us, when, when health coaches are telling you that we burn out, it's so, so easy for everyone else to do. If you, and we've got all the self-care practices in place, but we're just not giving ourselves enough time with them self-care practices. Maybe we're not meditating enough. Maybe we're not drinking enough water or getting enough fresh air. We know what to do, but sometimes... We don't always do it to the best of ability because we're trying to help so many others. And this is exactly the same. We cannot help our clients 100% unless we look after ourselves first. And today you can start by looking after yourself by switching off all distractions, grabbing yourself a drink, putting your feet up on the sofa, kicking back and taking half an hour out of your time now to listen to Claire and she tells us her own story and how she helps her clients and why she wants to help her clients so much to learn to love themselves and give themselves more time again. So let's bring her in. Let's bring in the wonderful Claire Morgan Hughes onto the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Hi, Claire. Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm wonderful. Thank you. Uh, Not as wonderful as you because you're in one of my favourite parts of the country down in, in sunny Devon. We are, and it's beautiful down here. It is lovely. I'm very lucky. <laughs> it is, yeah. I try and go as much as I can, but I, uh, yeah, I know a few people who live down there. It's an amazing place to be. So tell, tell us a little bit about you. I want to get into, um, into your programs and, and your Women on a Mission program in a little bit, but just um, can you just give us a little bit of a background of, of what you do and how you come about to do it? Oh, I do. Oh, gosh. Right. So, um, what sort of from way back, what I've always done or what I'm yeah, doing? Well, let, let's start with, you used to be a nurse, didn't you, many, many years ago? 
I did. Um, and then, then you had a little bit of a career break to, to have a family. Yeah. Um, and now you're in the fitness world. Now, the one thing I get from that, coming from a nurse to raising a family to being in the fitness world, is you must have a very caring nature for Aww. a start um, because you're constantly looking after other people. Um, but yeah, let's take it from when you, when you've raised your family, there's something, there was a point clearly when you decided to change careers. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? So, yeah. So I, when I, well, it's funny actually, because when I went on maternity leave, I had planned to go back after three months and I'll never forget my manager going, right. So see you soon. And then I was like, yeah, I was this career woman who was, you know, very busy in her job, loved it, you know, had a whole team of people I was working with. And I was like, yeah, I shall see you in three months. I'll be, I'll be right back. And then what happened was I had my daughter and I just looked at her and thought, how can I possibly go back? So it's a bit of a shock to my, uh, to my manager, I've got to say, but uh, it was, it was definitely the right thing to do. And then had another one. So I've got two children, very lucky. You've got a boy and a girl um, who are growing up very, very quickly. Uh, and then like I say, I think my granny was, was most upset that I was, I was leaving nursing, but actually nursing has given me so many transferable skills. I was oncology nurse specialist, so I spent a lot of time, not just with patients, but with their carers and their family members, just working through with them from diagnosis right through to end stage. So you spend a lot of time with people, and I'd like to think that my skills have been very transferable for those reasons, really. Um, I've always wanted to help people, which I know sounds really, yeah, yeah, you know, that's what every nurse says. But equally, during, you know, what helped me, I mean, there's been a lot recently, hasn't there, about mental health week and what have you, what helped me when I was, you know, getting stressed at work or what have you, was, was getting out there and doing a run or getting out there and doing some form of exercise. It just helped me hugely. So it very quickly became... Uh, my passion really I suppose and so when I wasn't nursing or I wasn't you know then looking after the children then I would my me time was was getting out there for a run or going to the gym or, or getting some kind of, of fitness in and just loved it and wanted to know more and I wanted to know more about how can I sleep better how can I eat better how can I get faster I just didn't want to be just physically fit but I was very curious about how I could be I guess the best version of me Yep. And that's what started me on my journey really was, you know, I would love to be able to help women more. I mean, I work with men as well as, 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 um, as I, you know, as I talk about, but I work mainly with women. We tend to, I tend to attract women to work with, which is brilliant, who, who want the same thing. They want to be able to be the best parent that they can be, the best wife they can be, but they also want to have some me time as well. And, so I just got very, very curious about it all, really. And, uh, and it's, it's been amazing. It's been a fantastic journey. Yeah, I think when, when you say there that you, you attract the women, I think as coaches, it's, it's really important that we, we attract like-minded people because, yeah. because you can help them because, because you know what it's like to have children. You know what it's like to juggle a thousand things while you try to get the kids ready for school. You know what it's like try to, you know, your husband comes home at night and you're tired and you try to try to give him some love and some energy and you've still got the kids to sort out and go to bed yeah. and you can understand the situations yeah. they're in. So when they come to you and say, oh, Claire, I'm really struggling with prepping healthy food because, you know, I'm doing the kids breakfast. So I haven't got time to eat my own stuff like that. You go, ah, oh, I've got just the, just the tip for yeah, you. Absolutely. And the whole, it helps us it's all the whole so me too, much. Me too thing came out, isn't it? Yeah, it's the whole me too. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And you you will be a much better coach to 
to them people. I'm not saying you'll be a bad coach to say 21, 22 year olds, but you just connect better with the people that are very similar to you. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. So this was, you got qualified as a PT about eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah, that's right. And you've pro- Primarily in the early days, you run fit camps, right? Devon Fit Camp. That's right. So Devon Fit Camp is now um, coming up to its eighth year. And again, initially, we well, we, we've got we've got four finances. I call them finances because we use the word we use the F word quite a bit in the nicest possible way. Uh, we don't do a lot of swearing, but the the four Fs that we use from the fitness camp are, is, is fun, food, focus, and obviously fitness. Um, and so initially, we were very much looking at the nutrition and at the fitness side of things. But actually, when I started. I started, again, I got curious about coaching and, and um, did lots of work and lots of studying and lots of reading about coaching. And again, got curious, my clients got more curious and wanted to find out the why. So why we do the things that we do. And so very quickly it became, my, you know, my, my program kind of transferred really into looking at, you know, more of the finances such as, you know, faith, which is like your mindset, and um, and all the other all the other elements as, as well as why we do the things we do what what makes us tick why we struggle with x y and z and um, so yeah I started doing an awful lot more coaching in there as well and it's been fabulous it's been good <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing working on all these all these different f's that you've just named there yeah. the uh, the results come back so much better than if you're just training a client like in a gym or in a field for two three hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tenfold, tenfold. Exactly. I mean, we've, we've been having, we've got fantastic results for my clients as well, but the biggest, you know, if I say to any of them, you know, what's the, the, the thing that has been the biggest factor is, again, I keep using an F word, is the fact that now they've got their, and I'm quoting, you know, now I've got my head in the right place. Everything else is following through now that they know why they think the way they do, why that they, they know, um, what has been their block in the past and quite often they think their block is i'm just an emotional eater or i i'm just craving chocolate or i'm x y and z actually the the, the thing that they think is the block isn't really the block at all and yeah. we just do a lot of work a lot of reps as you would in the gym but a lot of work in delving a little bit deeper so uh you know what what you think might be holding you back isn't actually the thing that's holding you back at all and it's um I love it because it's, it's those light bulb moments that uh, are, are really, really key and have such a profound effect as well. You can actually see it in their faces. They're like, oh my God, I didn't know that that was right. Okay, now, now I'm there. Now I've got it. Yeah, and it's, it's great. It's good. <laughs> yeah. as, as a coach, I don't think there's anything more pleasing than that. But um, we, we were just saying just before we come on air that obviously <laughs> I work with probably 95, 99% of women as well. But yeah. I really want to find out what goes on in women's, in a woman's head. Okay. As a man, I understand the coaching aspects. I understand how to work with women. I, I've worked with them for years now. I understand a lot about them, but there's still something in a woman's brain that I don't understand. And, <laughs> and I, I'm sure I won't be the only man to say that. We, we don't understand women very well. But when you go back to the start, when people come to you, when ladies come to you and they, they join a fit camp, I'm guessing in their head, they want to lose a little bit of weight. You, when I worked in the gym, I'd ask clients, what do you want? I want to lose a bit of weight and tone up. It's just a generic answer. That's what they think they want. Yeah. But I've, I've come to learn over the years that it's like you said, it's a lot more than that. A, the root cause of it is, is different to what they think and what they're doing it for is also totally different to what they think they're doing it for. So what was, what was the biggest switch for you with your clients? When, 
when they realize that they're doing it for another reason, is there one particular reason that stands out? Is it, that, are they doing it for relationships? Are they doing it just for happiness, for, to get away from a different life? What, what's the main reason? The main reason um, well, it's interesting actually, because my first question isn't, because I always do a, a strategy call with my clients when I, when I stop. So they, they make the inquiry and we, we get, I get them on a free strategy call and it helps them work out whether they, whether I am the right person to work with, first of all, but equally it helps me figure out what it is that they do want. But the first question I ask is always, what are you struggling with right now? So what, what is it that is, is, what has prompted you to the call, but what is it that you're struggling with right now? And, oh, I didn't, is that, surely you want to know where I want to be? And it's like, well, I do, but what is the reason that you've called? What is the thing you're struggling with? Um, and generally it's, we, we as women, feel the need to juggle everything. <laughs> so you're juggling work, you're juggling the home life, you're juggling maybe the children. Not all of my clients have children, but even, even so they put a lot of pressure on themselves. And I can put myself in that, in that group as well. You know, we feel we have this expectation. So we put pressure on ourselves to be all things to all people. And I kind of liken it to, um, as I said earlier, you know, the, the swan with, you know, on the lake, you know, looking, why has that woman in the playground got it together? How is it she can get there with her hair looking fabulous? She's even got lippy on and, you know, but what we don't know is five minutes beforehand, she was just trying to get the kids in the car. You know, it was, so we all feel we've got this big expectation and, and the, the image that we sometimes portray isn't really that real image of what is going on. Um, and like I say, I've got some very kind of, very big, um, I've got clients who work in lots of different areas, whether it be from lawyers to, um, you know, managing trust funds and all sorts of things. And yet they, they all comes down to the whole, oh my gosh, I feel the same. And what's amazing about that is the fact that it doesn't matter what background you come from, that we all have the same struggle. We all have the same insecurities. We all may be from different backgrounds and different mindsets to start off with, but equally there are lots of women out there who feel oh my gosh yeah a lot of pressure um that they want to they at the end of the day want to feel better and happier in their clothes and they think that that is that's a very long-winded story but they think that 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 is the thing that's going to make them happy and my story is or how i want to help them is i want you to be happy right now as opposed to i'll be happy when i'm a size 10 i'll be happy when i've got debt free i'll be happy when i've got three kids or whatever is learning to enjoy that process right now, taking the pressure off. And like I said to you, you know, chunking down as opposed to I'll be happy when X happens. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah. Because it's, it's never ending, isn't it? If you, if you turn around and say, I'll be happy when I reach a size 12 dress, that's yeah. my goal. I'll be happy then. What happens when you get to the size 12 dress and nothing else has changed? Your relationships hasn't, haven't changed. Your eating habits haven't massively changed. You know, you're still not happy. Well, maybe I'll get to a size 10 dress. And it's, it's never, never ending, really. You'll always find another goal. And, and unless someone like yourself finds out the real reason why they're essentially unhappy at the minute, and that's the reason why they're coming to you or to a fit camp because yeah. I, I think everything comes down to happiness. That's what we're all after, right? We all want to be happy at everything we do. And if we come to come to a coach like yourself it's because we're unhappy whether it be with our weight and or maybe an underlying reason that we're not quite aware of yet until you've yeah. until you've sort of chiseled it out of it so you've worked it through absolutely yeah well it, it needs doing and i find that when i have my strategy calls with my clients so many of them will cry yeah because because they know the reason 
but they never actually say it out loud. So when, when you start to ask them questions and they actually say the words themselves, mm. they start to break down because they, they realize how it sounds. When you yes. say things in your head, it's different to actually speaking the words out loud or writing them down. When you see them or hear them yourself, it's totally different. Um, and that, that's a big shift for a lot of people. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, but, and sometimes it's a case of, of it's quite often the first time they've actually acknowledged that that's, that's what they really feel or really, really think. And it's like, right, this is, this, you've done so much work already, you know, let's continue with that. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, the other thing, how long have they been doing it? When, when they say, you know, maybe my relationship's not been great for a little while, and it seems like a little while maybe, but when they talk to you, they go, actually, it's, it's been like four years. We're, we're not speaking, we're not holding hands, or you've got other problems, you've got financial problems for, again, goes on for years. You think, actually, I've been in this state for nearly 20 years now. <laughs> it's about yeah. time I've done something about it. And that's not going to be cured with going for a run that's not going to be cured by lifting some weights in the gym it's going to help but there's yeah. going to be a lot more that you need to tap into absolutely is... and also and as, and as a female as well as a as a, a lot of my clients like i say are mums but equally i have clients that that aren't um you know they rather than that you know i'll, I'll be happy when it's like i'll look after i'll look after everybody else when i'll look after me when everyone else is sorted so i kind of liken it to the airplane you know when they say to you you must put the, your mask on first and you think, no, 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 well, hold on a minute. If I look after everybody else first, then I'll look after me last. And it's like, absolutely not. This is not a selfish thing to do, looking after your own health and well-being. Because when you do look after your own health and well-being, it's not selfish because you will then be able to give so much more, you know, to your friends, your family, your loved ones, your kids, your husband or whoever, your wife or whoever. Um, it's, it's really, really key to, to do that. And sometimes it's, it's the first time that that's actually acknowledged of you know when did you last have some me time some proper time just for you to explore this kind of stuff yeah. because people get so busy that you get you get busy numbing it but when it is like you say verbalized it's it's a totally different emotion totally different story and unless you deal with these things you can you can cope you're not you're not the first mum um let, let's say you're not the first coaching mum i've heard use that analogy of the, of the airplane and the life yeah. jacket oh really yeah 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 it comes up quite a bit believe it or not uh, but it's absolutely true and if you don't look after yourself then you, what you'll find is you you'll tick by from day to day you, you'll be able to get the kids up you'll be able to get the kids to school it's a struggle it's a stress but you're you're kind of on that tightrope you know and you you can do it you, you've got it down to a fine art everything just about works and you can do it and you can maybe drop the kids off to school and then fly to work just in time to come home and pick them up again but what happens then if you don't address the mindset and you don't work on your stress levels and your self-love what happens then when as you're going out the door and you've got you know 30 seconds to get the kids in the car you've got five minutes to get to school and one of your kids drops their lunchbox on the floor and you have to go back and remake the sandwiches or something like that just this tiniest little thing goes wrong that your car doesn't start or something like that or the or the dog decides he needs to go out for a poo before you take the kids to <laughs> yeah. school. What happens then when something goes wrong, if you're not doing all these, these self-care practices that you're talking about? Well, this is it, isn't it? It's, it's you know, sometimes we, I mean, again, we, like, we talk about time finance, we talk about finances, and one of those is that it can be monetary finance or it can be time finance. You know, we often say how time poor we are. But, um, you know, I talk to my clients about catching the ball. It's just because someone throws you a ball, it does not mean so you have to catch it. So if you're leaving the house and the phone is ringing, yes, it's ringing, but it will continue to ring whether you're there or not. So it's your choice as to whether you decide to pick it up. Um, 
but equally, you know, and if you were to pick up that phone and it was, you know, a call, an urgent call, maybe a family member was sick, then you would drop everything and make time for that, um, for that uh, situation to happen. Whereas when we keep going and we keep going and we keep going and the pressure cooker gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And then the smallest thing happens, like you say, you drop the pencil case on the floor and it all goes everywhere. That is the time where sometimes you can just crash and the floods start and you think, actually, no, I need to stop. I need to do something. But I want to be able to help women before that point, you know, before yeah. that point of, oh, this is just too much. Because like I said we were earlier, you know, we were talking about health and well-being and, and mental health. You know, there's so much more now is mental health being talked about. And it's so good. It's so good that this is more of a conversation because... We just feel like we should be all things to all people all of the time. And that's just not realistic long term. It really isn't. It's not. I mean, how long could you walk that tightrope for? Women are doing it for, like we just said, for years until just that that, yeah. that little gust of wind just blows them off and they, they have a major breakdown because they realise that they haven't looked after themselves or given themselves any time yeah. in the last, what, two, five, ten years maybe. Then you, you said it there, people raising kids going, well, I'll, I'll have some me time when the kids have gone off to uni or something. But by that time... You've forgotten who you really are. You've forgotten how to have me time. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I say, and the, and the other thing is, you know, what are we teaching our our younger generation? You know, is it okay to have this badge of honour of exhaustion? Or um, I didn't have any me time today. I'm amazing. Well, no, actually, I would I would say shout out for having some me time, or shout out for going to do something for you, because again, you will come back feeling more refreshed and better for it. Because uh, I run retreats as well, and you know they may be only weekend or maybe even four days. And initially the whole thought is, oh gosh, I don't think I could do that because it's, I'm not spending time with the family or it's, it's, it's money that the family and I could spend. And it's like, absolutely. But if you take yourself away from that environment, A, it gives you the opportunity for the children and the family to miss you. But equally, you get to go away, you get to recharge your battery so that when you go back, you are back and you are 100% present, having, ha having had that break to look at all of this stuff. So we kind of talk about all of this stuff, but in a bit of a, a, um, um, a more relaxed environment away from phones. And usually we go away somewhere overseas as well, which is great. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> yeah, people think they don't have time, but the, the <laughs> harsh reality is that if you keep running at this sort of 100% attitude all the time, having no me time, you're going to cut your life short. So if you don't find a weekend or a day or even an hour now, you're going to, you're going to shorten your life a lot and you're going to have to find time later in life for a lot of illness as well. You know, instead of having an hour to, to relax and recharge and go to the spa or whatever, you might have a massage or, or go on a retreat. You're going to find a lot of time later in life to be ill. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Thank you so much, Claire. We're going to, we're going to just wrap up part one. We're going to come back in part two because I want to talk more about your, women on a mission program i want to talk a lot more about mindset and uh, yeah try to try to tap into these these female minds a little bit more so if i can understand <laughs> you ladies a little bit better thank you <laughs> all right we'll speak to you soon bye what a lovely lady no wonder claire has been runner-up in nurse of the year with such a caring and thoughtful personality that really comes across in that first episode there Right at the end there, Claire alluded to the retreats that she runs for herself and her clients, which she says gets the best results for her clients by taking them away from the country. And that's one thing that as soon as we get into part two with Claire in a few days time, that we're really going to get into. Why do the retreats work so well? Why does she love them so well? And why do the clients love them so well? It's not just about 
going away on a holiday. It's about a lot of work on themselves whilst they're on the retreat. And it really does get some fantastic results for the ladies that Claire works with. Now, I know you're going to be eager to come back in a couple of days, episode 48, as we get back into talking about how Claire really works with her clients, how her program works and how her mission has changed over the last few years. But in order to be one of the first people to listen to that episode, make sure you head over to iTunes now, head over to the show notes, rate and review the podcast, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast so you get the notification up on your phone the minute that episode comes out and goes live so you don't miss the next episode with Claire Morgan Hughes. If you go and do that now, both me and Claire will be back on the podcast to talk to you all in a couple of days' time. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We both love you so much. And it's great to know that I can share information from people like Claire to really help all my listeners live the best, healthiest life they possibly can at 40 and beyond.